Time for another frank conversation, and maybe you knew this. Millions of guns are inside American homes. Well, recently that number grew, exponentially, especially among African Americans. According to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, or NSSF, more than 3 million people bought a firearm for the first time during the first half of 2021. But why? Well, Kenneth Stewart, a self-professed country boy from Oklahoma, would not give me a specific number of how many guns he owns, he's a gun instructor, has a theory about why African Americans are buying more firearms. There are a lot of radicals out there, and they're in all walks of life. I mean, they don't wear the sheets anymore. You know, they're the doctors, the lawyers, they're the, uh, the judges, they're the police officers. You know, they're the teachers. You know, I work with them, you know, and I work in federal government. And, you know, but there are members that I, people that I work with who are members of the Proud Boys. I mean, so we have to take a look at all of that when we're looking at why blacks are now deciding to arm themselves. We're tired of and we're not going to be victims anymore. According to NSSF, more than 90% of retailers reported an increase in black men buying firearms. Now, the number was 87% with African-American women. African-American women are the fastest growing demographic of gun owners. African-Americans are packing out here. Yes, yes. Mama's got the big purse. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. <laughs> and I, I would venture to say 75%, if not more, of my beginner to intermediate classes, including my CCW classes, are women. That's James P. Boykin. He runs Precision Academy, LLC. He's been a firearms instructor for the last seven years. He told me he always asks folks, why are you here? Fear, I'd say, has, has, has caused a lot of, it's caused an uptick um, in gun training. James wouldn't say how many guns he owns, but describe the moment that turned him into a gun educator. In 2010-11, I lived in Chicago, Illinois. My wife and I purchased a condo right across the street from the police station. And at that time, we really weren't allowed to have firearms in the city. You had to have a city permit and, you had to, and had, your firearm had to be on approved list, an approval list. At that point, they had things, probably had to have a musket in order to get on the approved list. It was boat action guns weren't approved, so it was really, really difficult. But my wife called me one day and said, hey, I'm working late. And I, just like any good husband with no kids, I went home early and I said, I'm going to order some pizza and watch some ESPN. Now, the condo we purchase was across the street, literally across the street from an area police station. Now, area police stations are ones that have the courthouse, the jail, all of that stuff. And someone decided they wanted to break into my house while I was home. And they kicked in my, they were kicking, they were trying to kick in my, my back door. I called the police. It took the police 35 minutes to walk across the street. When asked why it took so long to walk across the street, the police officer told me, you called between shifts. So during that time, while this guy is trying to kick in my door, I have no firearm, no nothing. I play golf. I grabbed a golf club, and I'm chasing a guy. And I'm a pretty large guy, so he was pretty startled. I'm chasing a guy down an alley in basketball shorts and a tank top in January in Chicago. And the police took 35 minutes to walk across the street. Now, my first thought was, you know, I'm happy nothing happened. But my second thought was, what if my wife was home? Then what if the guy got in? Now he's in the house with my wife for 35 minutes. Right. Would you tell me I can't protect 
the one thing that is most valuable to me is my wife. Like you tell me that you, you determine how I can and can't protect my household. So that's what, that's what started me down the road of, yeah, firearms. And I just kind of just jumped in head first. When you see these crimes taking place across the country, indeed what you endured was horrifying, mm-hmm. scary enough to motivate you to get involved with uh, owning your own firearms. But when you see the hate crimes, specifically targeting groups of people who look like you, mm-hmm. what do you make of that? So I'm a student of history. I look at it, this is nothing new. Um, we've, you know, we, we celebrated the, 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 I believe it was the 100th year of the Tulsa, Oklahoma bombing. We just passed recently the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill. So there, throughout the history of the country, we see that people have always been abused in some shape, form, or fashion. I think as a people and looking towards the future, I think we have to look to see how can we protect ourselves. In Chicago, and my frame of reference is a large city, Chicago, the thought process was only that criminals and police officers have firearms. And since you're not a police officer, you are therefore a criminal. But when we look at our grandparents' generation and that generation who migrated from the deep south to places like Chicago, Detroit, all those kind of, those kind of cities, we see they had a different relationship with firearms. It, was, it wasn't anything surprising to see a shotgun on Paul's mantle. Right. It wasn't surprising to see people become more self-reliant. They hunted for their food. They planted their own food. All those things that we did as a culture. And we tend to kind of lost as we migrated. It wasn't anything normal. It wasn't anything, you know, out of the ordinary to see African-Americans like the Deacons for Defense and Justice protect their own neighborhoods, not relying on the local sheriffs and police officers to protect them from the Klan. They did it themselves. I think what we're seeing in, in the African-American community as it relates to firearm is hopefully us getting back to that and not saying, hey, if something happens, I'm going to call the police who may be 35 minutes away from across the street <laughs> to, you know, I need to be able to do it myself. President Biden called for a ban on assault weapons and high capacity magazines to be reinstated. The president said if that cannot be done, then the federal minimum purchasing age for a semi-automatic weapon should be raised from 18 to 21 years old. Now, to be clear, it's already 21 here in Florida, but President Biden's nationwide proposal is why gun owners like Jawan Smith say this. For me, having them in the home is more so it's protection, you know, just in case, you know, I I don't want to make sure that I'm not left uh, in a situation where I can't protect my family. And with the way things are going nowadays and the way people are acting. In this case, I got, like I said, I got my concealed carry to where, you know, I can take my weapon with me if I need to go to the movies. I don't want to be in a concealed room with a whole bunch of people and not be able to, you know, at least make an attempt to protect my family if we're in there and trying to enjoy the enjoy a film. You know, it doesn't happen very often, but at the same time, it happens enough to where uh, there's a lot of people that really enjoy guns that also do not like people that look like me. So I want to make sure that I am prepared just in case they decide to come around my block. What do you mean by that? 
I mean, for example, the Buffalo shooting, you know, that, that individual decided that he wanted to shoot up a black, um, a majority black and minority uh, grocery store because he was, for the most part, radicalized. He, he felt like, you know, black people were the enemy, white people are being replaced. And due to that fact, he felt like he needed to start, you know, take matters in his own hands. I don't want to be, a, uh, you know, collateral damage in a situation where they could be having a potential mental health uh, episode or just a hate crime decides they want to they commit. I don't want to be a part of that, you know, situation going down. I, I want to try to, you know, I said protect myself. Jawan owns three firearms. He admits, even with proper training, carrying a pistol concealed still comes with anxiety. Mainly because you don't know who you're around and, and if people are going to start asking questions or point stuff out. The last thing you want to do is for somebody to scream out, hey, he's got a gun. His friend, Tim Wallace. I personally, I'm a gun enthusiast. I've had, I've owned and uh, had guns since I was 12 years old. I mean, I'm 40 right now. And my dad, he introduced me to guns as a kid. And I mean, it's just gone from there. First time I was able to purchase a pistol at 18, I did. Got my concealed carry license at 21 and just really into guns ever since. Tim owns eight firearms and intends to add more. James told me adding more to the collection doesn't always make one feel safer. Only proper training can do that. Courses are generally about three hours. One setting. Yep, one setting, yep. And over the course of that course, what are some of the, the, the lessons I will learn? Let, let me rephrase it. It depends on the course. Most of your basic pistol, basic rifle, basic shotgun, shotgun, shotgun courses are going to be three hours. Mm -hmm. um, when we start getting into, let's say, a long range, long range shooting course or a QCB, a close quarters course, those are going to be a lot longer because they're going to be a lot slower, a lot methodical. So where our long range course is going to be about six or seven hours, we're out there all day. Um, where we have night shoots, I mean, shoot, you know, we're technically, we're literally shooting at night. Those courses are going to be a lot longer. So it just depends on the course. Um, for basic, a basic pistol course, what you will learn is how does the gun function? I teach the history of firearms dating back from um, smoothbore muskets, even prior to that, to what the early Chinese used um, as firearms. Um, we talk about semi-automatics. How did the semi-automatic come about? So history of the firearm, the functionality of the firearm, between semi-automatic, double action, single action, um, breech loading, muzzle loading, all those, the different kinds of firearms there are, the proper stance, grip, sight alignment, sight picture, breath control of how to, how to operate a firearm. And then we talk about shot placement. Meaning where to aim if you're ever in a dangerous situation. He also involves his own kids and home safety drills. And, and here again, I would say, it's always been like this. I mean, we, we look at clan night raids during the 30s and 40s, and you know, it's we've always had a plan on what to do, where to hide. You know, if 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 if, if a clan night raid comes to your house, get the women and children head to the woods. Like we've always had those plans. We I hate to say it like this, we think we have evolved as a as a country, as a people, but have we really? It's just, it's, it's, we've always had these things in place. So if, if there's an issue where someone decides to come in my home, 
it's best that my family know what to do. It's better, it's better to be, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So that's, that's how I, you know, train my kids. I have an eight-year-old son and, and a six-year-old daughter. My wife and I, we have one on the way. You know, they know what to do. Um, they know what, whose bedroom to go to to hunker down in. My wife knows what rifle to grab to protect the children. We have certain designated spots where I will be, and we, we go through these drills uh, on a monthly basis. Um, sometimes there are surprise drills. They don't know, like the kids don't know that, you know, we're going to run these drills and we run them and, you know, we, we kind of give them a grade and here's what you can do better and great job and all that kind of stuff and keep quiet and head down. But here again, we've always done this. What have you learned about yourself in teaching these courses? Patience. Um, everybody will not become a quote unquote gun nut. Some people will take a class and you won't see them again for a year. And in your heart as an instructor, you know, like this person needs, whether it's with me or not, this person needs to continue their education. Just like as, as, as a business professional, I have certain continuing education courses that I need to take on a, on a basis. Continue your education, continue your knowledge base. If you have you know, a pistol, think about owning a rifle. Think about you know, what's the next progression. Um, I think with me, it's learning the patience and trying, the most frustrating thing is trying to change the mindset that firearms in and of themselves are inherently evil a frank conversation indeed whatever your stance be encouraged to add proper education to it i can tell you i've also covered more stories about hate crimes against asian people get this according to the nssf over 82 percent of retailers reported an increase of asian american women purchasing firearms you know you can catch these conversations bi-weekly and a special thanks to Jawan Smith, Tim Wallace, Kenneth Stewart, and James P. Boykin. Until next time, have a good one.